to down to a fine art dot podcast. <laughs> Maybe we should just rename to that. I was about to say that. I don't like how in sync we are today. We were cooking earlier and <laughs> Izzy started singing Little Donkey only about a cat carrot. carrot. And I weirdly, my brain was going to the exact same place. <laughs> so we're quite in sync today. Are you going to do a rendition of Little Carrot for no, us? I won't are you not? No, no. I think the listeners are missing out. <laughs> okay. Maybe for the 100th episode treat, which is quite way off, and we will have all forgotten about it by then. So. You'll sing Little Carrot for us, yes. or will you sing just any given song? We could do a karaoke for our 100th episode. I don't like that <laughs> at all. Put a pin in that for later. Someone else can take my spot on that episode. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Maybe I guess today. <laughs> Good segue. You need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop. A segue is something that happens naturally. You don't need to point it out. I, just, I was proud of myself. Yeah, to be fair, well, it was quite good. Thank you. So introducing my replacement on episode 100, <laughs> who will be doing karaoke with Anna. Again, consent is important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today we are joined by the very lovely Sophia. Woo! Indeed. Woo! <laughs> to give you your rightful entrance. <laughs> I think we're just having fanfares for guests. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the eye contact that, was uh... <laughs> the fan first started so good and then it sort of went that's mm. <laughs> because I lost confidence very quickly I didn't really know where it was leading maybe you need like a little kazoo so like when guests come on you can be like what about just an actual fan fan oh what you mean we get a brass band in no you just get one of those trumpety horn things you have at football games okay okay yeah sure that's another investment for the podcast. <laughs> They're really cheap. They have them at football games, so they can't be expensive. Hmm. I like that we don't even have microphones yet, and we're already know? thinking, like, oh, we could do this. On microphones, I... This is a cut. This is a tangent already, so I, I can only apologise, but um, recently visited my sister. Turns out she has a microphone, and she bought it for, like, 20 quid, so... I bought a microphone for, like, five pounds. Well, there we go. What? We've been mugging ourselves oh, off. <laughs> Listen, maybe we should cut this bit out. <laughs> this is just showing how unprofessional we are. I bought one for like five pounds on Amazon. It plugs into your phone. Interesting. Not too embarrassing. We, we are fools. We're only on episode eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so to explain that slightly, Sophia also runs a podcast. Would you like to introduce it and yourself as well? God, so many things I have to cover. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, won't push you too hard. And thank you for joining us. <laughs> um. My podcast, it's not really my podcast, our podcast, me and Holly, who's also an excellent human being, have a podcast about everything in your 20s, mm. and it's called Beautiful Fucking Idiots. Mm-hmm. Excellent posters published today, made by me. I was genuinely really impressed <laughs> by that. Thank you, thank you. I thought it was Holly, because she does, like, what, graphics? Yeah. Illustration? Holly and then doesn't you... know how to turn her phone on half the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true oh Ooh. that was <sighs> were you going for a horrible history yes. it just left me at the crucial moment you need to work on your I was delivery that did not land <laughs> I sense that. delivery of everything <laughs> okay I will be working mm. that over the episode Excellent. by the end Maybe the fun fairs will be beautiful a bit longer than an hour gosh okay can't be in strong with you what would you like me to tell you about me? Who you are, what you do, what you right. think, where you're from, I mean, where you want to be. What you think will unpick <laughs> over the episode. 
Crass. Any important facts about yourself? I mean, I guess there's one headline of what your job is. Old Chester. <laughs> I am a part one architectural assistant. Nice. And does what it says on the tin. Well, I was going to say, it does what it says on the tin, but for the listener who doesn't know anything about architecture and also slightly us, what is a part one architectural assistant, please? So, in architecture, you have three different steps you have to do. So, you have part one, which is what I am, which is an undergrad. Like, you've done your undergrad, not you doing it. Mm-hmm. You've got part two, which is when you've done your master's or during your master's after a certain point, you become a part two. Nice. And then you've got part three, which is where you do loads of coursework and exams and interviews and stuff, and then you're an architect. And so I am a part one because I haven't done my master's yet, and nice. I just assist architects. Yeah. It's a long old road to it becoming is. an architect. It's an average of 10 years, and Christ. I think on average, 97% of women don't complete their architecture. Oh, that's very sad. As in, like, 97% of the women who start architecture yeah. don't finish mm. their part threes. Do you know what the stat is for men? It's fine if you don't. I appreciate you probably don't have that to hand. Anyway. That is outside that of my unnecessary factual knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Fair so, can you go straight from doing, like, your undergrad into your master's, or do you have to do what you're doing, which is, like, a year of being, like, a part one? Um, you can't, technically. It's only in times of, like standing circumstances that the RABA lets you do it so if there's like a massive recession then they'll let you go straight into a part two because it's really hard to get jobs so they can't expect you to or with covid they let you go straight into the part two because again it was difficult to get jobs Mm. because no one was working in the office fair enough and also on the umbrella of introductory facts Mm. do you want to say like what company you work for and like what you do on a day-to-day level because this Um, is something I'm really curious about do I have All to my... name the company? Well, you don't have to if you don't want Excellent. to. Because I haven't named the company in my podcast. Okay, that's fine. Purely that's in fine. case I'm not actually... In case I say something that I'm not meant to say and then they're like, well, now you've destroyed the company. Okay, like, that's fair enough. Technically, <laughs> Confidentiality. And, and what they're called, NDAs, have been signed for this podcast. <laughs> they are one of the top ten best and biggest companies in the country. So nice. you can narrow it down from ten companies. Enjoy. <laughs> nice. That deserves a fanfare. It won't be getting one because we've all seen my fanfares, but please continue. I've always heard them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do a lot of minor tasks. Mm-hmm. So, what did I do today, for an example? I changed. We got some new company that sets up wall types, so like what a wall is made of. Oh. It's changed the wall makeup of a school. So then I had to change the graphical layout and then change it. In the model, what the ball was know. made of. Interesting. That genuinely is fascinating. I didn't. I've never thought about wall types in my life, other than maybe playing Sims. Hmm. There's a lot of different wall types, and they're all like today. There are a lot of I O, no I W O ones and I O W zero I W O one A all the way through to five or six. Oh. <laughs> also different colours. Oh my god! Wild. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I do a lot of like ceilings, stairs, the smaller things. Okay. So it's kind of like, like I guess it is kind of what you'd think of when you say like assistant. It's like yeah. the jobs that are maybe like a tiny, tiny bit like labour intensive in terms of like you're just sort Great. of there okay. like yeah. doing a fairly repetitive or something that just takes like a long time that, you know. Mm. Yeah. It does strike me with the world of work that like the the career ladder, you have to go in on assistant and... It's like you go through education and it like sharpens your brain and then you get to assistant positions and you just sat there and you're like, my brain is just being like 
I can feel my brain Dulled. dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then it's just like you start from the bottom. Yeah. It depends a lot which architecture practice you work with. Oh, okay. Like, other people on my course who are working, like, eight people practices have their own projects and designing oh. their own things and wow. doing really snazzy, cool things. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a company with, like, over 370 employees or something, then, like, only the top people have them because like a small project is like 12 and a half million pounds so they're not going to oh. give that to someone who's just come out yeah fair enough <laughs> <laughs> don't blame them or doing like all the future hospitals in the southwest or something like yeah. i don't think that's a part one job yeah uh, <laughs> what kind of things are like the other people at the smaller companies doing um like one of them's just designed a house for like a girl who's really disabled and so she's got like a whole a whole, her whole own wing of this wow. house with like a glass connecting hallway to Ooh. the rest of the house where her parents and like the living wow. spaces are and she can roll straight from the house onto the beach cool. and it's like this whole wing is completely adapted for her very nice that's really cool how come somebody who's also presumably a part one like can do that is it like they're being heavily supervised and it's not as much money involved like you said there's a lot less money involved so it's like and a... like part ones are the cheapest oh okay to hire out so i think they're like 40 or 50 pounds an hour to hire out so I think they'll still be really supervised and all drawings and everything will still have to be checked by like an extra architect but they'll be able to do those things and Mm -hmm. houses require a lot less specialist knowledge than like hospitals the amount of things you need to know are insane or like the amount of like different people involved in it you have like M&E engineers and like structural engineers and lighting engineers and acoustic engineers and like everyone is like feeding into one big model with their own models and oh my goodness like you don't need that on a house yeah yeah that's that, fair that does make sense yeah like you'll still need a structural engineer and stuff like that but you won't need a they'll just have a lot smaller things yeah mm. I guess like that sounds more like if the part one is going out and talking directly to the client mm-hmm. like I presume that's different to your job in the sense that you're, like, just receiving things from within the company. Yeah. But eventually, will you have to be, like, a sort of... Because I guess that's a different side of the job, isn't it? Mm. Like, the social side of, like, going and speaking to people and, like, There's a lot of listening to people's networking. needs. Oh, yes. We've got a networking event next week at the Poly. I'm very oh. excited. What, in town? Oh, it's an invite only. Oh, oh. I was going to be like, can I come? <laughs> it's for up-and-coming young professionals in the Southwest. I feel like we fall into that category. Not in architecture. Oh, is this oh, specific is it to architect? Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. We do not fall into that category. <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. Sorry. I'm an up-and-coming architect, I don't know what you're running about. It's all a state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was obvious. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it maybe was a little bit. <laughs> okay, I see how it is. <laughs> but we go oh, to a lot of, uh... like, some of the companies host, like, quarterly networking events in Truro and stuff like that that we go to. Mm. Oh, cool. So there's a lot of inter-architectural... God, that's hard to say. Inter-architectural networking. Yeah. But then there's also, like... I guess you wouldn't call it networking, but, like, talking to clients is, like, another social side of the job. Networking. LinkedIn. (laughs) All one big (laughs) important part. Yes. Oh, God, LinkedIn. Have you ever had LinkedIn? No. I never will. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, fit me to it. <laughs> no, to be fair, it's something that like I think the route I was previously was that like I just I had no use for LinkedIn. Like it's not like you'd ever go to LinkedIn to hire an artist. Like that's mm. that's really really weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I mean, I'm, I'm sure, sure there's happened. some people that happen, but like 
if someone contacted me through LinkedIn to hire my services as an artist, I'd be like, who are you and what do you want from me? I mean, I'd be like, yes, please, I'd be the But to be fair, I've recently got a new job and it's a lot more like... LinkedIn friendly. <laughs> it is a lot more LinkedIn friendly. Mm. Um, in fact, it's actually like quite... It's probably something I should get, to be mm. honest. And yet I won't be doing that, so... <laughs> I don't know, maybe in the future. Maybe if this job leads on to like something yeah. else, I might set one up. But Why are you against LinkedIn? I don't want it. But I... why? <laughs> it makes me angry. <laughs> Fair enough. I just... I don't think we're getting to the crux of the issue here. <laughs> it's, but... just, it's LinkedIn, what more can I say? <laughs> um, I think it's just something that, I guess, like I said, it's I've never reached a point so far where it's been useful to me. So whenever people are like, oh, you should get a LinkedIn, I'm like, what? Why? Like, no one is going to view it. No one, like, I'm not going to, I'm going to set it up and then not touch it for three years. Like, yeah. it it just, I don't know. I, I don't see a need for it. And I think because I have had people say to me, like, oh, you really should have a LinkedIn. And I was like, I really God. shouldn't. Who said that? This is like oh, when you tried to make me watch Sex Education. I was like, I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Did we do that? Yes. Oh. Have you Did watched you it? Yes, I have now. <laughs> Only a year after everyone stopped battering me about it. <laughs> Once I came to the conclusion I wanted to watch yeah. it and not because other no, people were trying to tell me to. Yeah. I think, to be fair, anyone who has said to me, like, oh, you really should have LinkedIn, none of them have been in the creative industry. Like, none of them have been artists. Okay. But your field is more LinkedIn. I am connected with the head of the RIBA Southwest on LinkedIn. Ooh, a little flex there. Not flex that too much. <laughs> How... Does LinkedIn work? Yeah. How <laughs> big a deal is connecting with someone? Do they connect with everyone? No, it's like Facebook, but corporate. Okay, okay. Corporate. So you're friends with them, but LinkedIn yeah. version. But like in the future, when people are looking me up to see if they oh, want to okay. hire me, yeah. they'll be like, oh, she's connected with this guy. She must know things. Oh, interesting. Oh. Well, she's connected with, she must know all these people. Mm. Like Niall's work, I'm connected with all of them, just in case. Fair so enough. just for explanation, Niall is someone oh, else yeah. you studied with at university. Um, so another architecture student. Good point. Ex-architecture student. Nice. Nice little network growing. I would say, I do actually have a question before we kind of get into other things. Um, so your company, do they... Like, I'm aware that there's lots of different types of architecture. Not even... Like, I think even within the branch of architecture, there's different types of architecture. Mm. Like, there just seems to be a lot of different architecture around. Um, like... <laughs> Does your company specialise in something and therefore are you trying to specialise in that same thing? Let me have a look on Google. See if they say they specialise in anything. Interesting. Just so that I'm factually accurate. Um, no. No, they don't. Just all architecture? Yeah, but I think they're more of a... They aim to be more... Like they're definitely very sustainable and socially conscious. Okay. Like, okay. they're a B Corp, so they're very... Like, they were one of the first 100 B Corps or something, so they're obviously very, like driven to that what's a b corp um again <laughs> referring <laughs> to good old google b corp is a global non-profit network transforming the global economy to benefit all people communities oh. on the planet so it means that no you have to people who like Brewdog used to be big gossip within the b corp movement <laughs> <laughs> Brewdog used to be a b corp and so they had to make sure that everything they were kind of like getting to make their things was sourced sustainably and like sourced within like as local as possible and mm -hmm. couldn't 
couldn't have things imported from Asia and like filled in South America to then be sold in England or something. Yeah. B Corp mm. couldn't do that. So it means all of our coffee and stuff is bought from other B Corps or like sustainable companies, so like tailors and stuff like that are all sustainable or like mm-hmm. we have to buy organic milk and things like that. Mm-hmm. You have you get like reassessed to make sure you stay a B Corp and then you just have to do things. <laughs> Things. Tick the check boxes. Yeah. yeah, it's like a lot of check boxes, but it just means that your company is like as sustainable as it yeah can oh, kind try to be, and it's also very socially driven because like the company's employee owned and things like that. So, and there's like a lot of passive house, which is like a the most sustainable thing. Mm. Like super insulated buildings or passive houses. Um, there's a lot of passive house certified architects within the company. And mm. That's cool. You do a lot of things like that. So, because I have found in my experience of working for, I don't know whether to name and shame, I won't name and shame, some some companies, a company <laughs> that I work for, and it's got some gossip, <laughs> is like, I don't actually know if they're a B Corp, probably, I don't know, yeah, but like externally they're very like sustainable, mm-hmm. and then like actually I notice on a day-to-day level they're not particularly sustainable, and like if something breaks I'll just throw it out and buy a new one, and they're like kind of diesel powered, like, is that something that you notice where you work? Like, obviously on a, like, a high level, on an external level, yeah. they're very, like, keen to be sustainable. But, like, in the office on a day-to-day level, is there... Mm. Do you notice sustainability? As a... You know, like, if if things... You know, like, I don't know, do they have, like, throwaway coffee cups? And, like, if things break, do they throw it out? Or do they try and remend them? Or, like, just those, like, mm. little things. No, I'd say they are quite sustainable. Okay. That's not really that I'm trying quite. to, like... No, no. Be, like... They're not really sustainable. I'm just genuinely curious because no. I do think sometimes... I guess it's like greenwashing things, isn't it? Yeah. Like people will outwardly say one thing. But then I suppose if you're a B Corp, it's like quite a thorough, like, yeah. certified thing rather than just yeah. like, oh, we can say whatever we want. No. And like even the carbon footprint of how we get to work was assessed and stuff. Oh, like they did okay. a commuting survey thing mm-hmm. a few weeks ago to see how you got to work and like how far you had to drive and... Wow that kind of thing and if there was incentives they could do to kind of help you use public transport instead of mm. driving to work and stuff like that that's very thorough i don't want to bring it back to this however you started a story about brew dog and didn't finish it oh sorry oh sorry <laughs> that was probably my i really i was like what is the gossip and then it just, oh, just i was like the gossip's not happening <laughs> so i got thrown out of the b corp movement oh because they're not a b corp worthy company anymore Ooh. what were they do you know what they were doing that got them thrown out of the b corp gang no really want to know but going back to the original question of what does your company do so it does I, well no you go you know what you know the answer better than i do sure <laughs> we'll see <laughs> um they do a lot of they do most of the hospitals in the southwest they do lots of schools they do let's just think of the different sectors i was going to say one sector that i feel like you don't I, i've not heard you talking about it's like residential yeah, we don't really do residential yeah, like do houses hospitality okay do things like that else we don't actually do i mean that seems like a lot of sectors yeah they have like interior design they have graphics they have oh, okay lots of things. L- lots of options but it's all like what i'd call social architecture it's like okay. very public facing architecture yeah nice okay so if you'd say the branch of architecture you're currently in is like sustainable architecture i'd say social sustainable architecture mm. is that what you're looking to carry on with i definitely want to carry on in the social in the sustainable architecture mm-hmm Social isn't something I realised I was that interested in until like the last few weeks at uni. So we had like a interview with 
heads of the RIBA. It was like a kind of examination thing. Mm-hmm. And they kind of quizzed you about your portfolios and the uni and stuff like that. And she was like, oh, you should really think about going into social architecture. I was like, oh. Okay. Hadn't considered that. <laughs> I mean, you did that pretty rapidly then. You are like, okay, and then you did. I mean, more they wanted me, not... <laughs> but, yes. I mean, that's even bigger of a flex, but... Yeah. Headhunted. <laughs> <laughs> it's like LinkedIn action. <laughs> so, yeah. I think I do really enjoy social architecture. It's very different from, I think, anything anyone else from uni is doing. Mm-hmm. Especially in the southwest, where the jobs are quite small. Mm. Few and I far think... between. Yeah, like, I think my company's the only one who really does the big ones. Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to go to Bristol. Based on my performance, I might get the apprenticeship. Ooh, very nice. I'm waiting to hear back, but everyone said they said I did well, so I'm not sure what I'm waiting for. So what's the, for context, what is the apprenticeship? So if you don't want to do your master's, you can do a part, a level seven higher degree apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. Bit of a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) And you do your master's in... So it's a four-year course, the government pays all your tuition fees, and the company you work for has to pay you your full-time salary. Mm. And then you, for the first two years, you do your master's, and then for the second, no, first three years, I think you do your master's on, like, a part-time basis. Mm-hmm. And then on the in the last year, you do your part three, and so at the end of the four years, you're a fully qualified architect. And then... Mm. So does it, it speeds up the process yeah. quite a lot. But you have to, so you usually go to uni for like one or two days a week and then you work full time the rest of the week and you do that all year. You don't have like uni holidays or anything. Like in your uni holidays you just work full time. I mean that sounds intense but also really good experience I suppose. Mm. Is that what you're hoping for? I don't know. Oh, I'm hoping someone makes my mind up for yeah. me. To be fair, it's quite nice when that happens. The universe just decides for you and you're like, Keep okay. at work, keep asking me like, so what do you actually want on that? I'm just hoping HR decides for me. <laughs> <laughs> hoping that when the decision is made, you're not suddenly like, dear God, I didn't want this. Well, even if I am asked, I haven't signed anything. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Until my name is on that piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> not having anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, nice. So now we've mapped your career progression out. Excellent. Um, I feel like we've done quite practical questions so far. Mm-hmm. So one of our questions is like, what advice would you give somebody looking to do like a degree in architecture or like, you know, wanting to mm. become an architect? And obviously you can't think about this. Like, we've just sprung this question on you. <laughs> you can have a moment. The advice I get from everyone in the office okay. on a daily basis is don't. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's advice number one. <laughs> I think I hear that probably about three times a day. Someone will come out of a really horrible meeting and be like, are you sure this is the career for you? <laughs> and especially someone with a stress allergy, they're like, are you, <laughs> you sure this is for you? Yeah, for context, Sophia is allergic to stress. Mm. I've realised I really don't deal with it very well. At the moment, I can't... you don't deal with the allergy or you don't deal with stress? Stress. Okay. Every time something mildly stressful in my life happens, I have a new reaction to it. Interesting. Like it... In sorry, you can edit this out. I'm no, just gonna give you fine. my story of stress. That's alright. In primary school, I gave myself such bad headaches from stress that I had to go to a paediatrician for about two years to get my head checked. Then when I was doing my when I moved to secondary schools, I got such bad stomach aches for ages they thought I had an appendicitis. <laughs> <laughs> then when I did my A levels, I cracked three of my teeth in half at night oh. from clenching my teeth <laughs> so hard. And then your poor body. What do you mean through it? Yeah, and then during uni, <laughs> I developed a stress allergy. I need epipens for, 
And now, at the moment, I think because of stress, I can't taste a lot. Interesting. That's weird. Are yeah. you sure you don't have COVID? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Nice. I've okay. had it for a few weeks, probably about three months. Interesting. I looked it up. It's this. It can be caused by stress, so I'm putting it down to that. Fair enough. Yeah. You've lived a stressful life. Clearly. <laughs> It's, it's horrible that the reactions to stress aren't only heighten the stress. Yeah. Know? So, no, I don't handle stress very well. <laughs> nice. Good. <laughs> well, other than don't, is there any other advice? Um, I think inform yourself properly. Mm. Because there's this whole running joke that is just not a joke. Why is this too close to home? <laughs> yeah. It's just more factual than it is a joke. I see. That you have to work really long hours in architecture and not get paid a lot for it. Right. And whilst that is the case in very few practices, it's almost more surprising when it isn't the case than when it is the case. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Kind of. So you're saying that does happen or it doesn't happen? I'm saying it happens most of the time. Okay. Like, most of the time, you'll work ridiculous hours. Like, one of the guys mm-hmm. in the office was, got up at 5am on Monday or went to sleep at 5am on Monday. We haven't quite worked out the details. Because <laughs> <laughs> he realised he hadn't done some work on Friday and he wasn't sure if it needed to be due by Monday. It wasn't due anytime soon. Oh, that's so he just worked. He did some work on Sunday, then went to bed, then woke up in like sweats thinking it had to be done. He's only a part two, and then worked loads. So he, when I started work on Monday, he'd already done his hours for the day. I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> and, and you said before that you like stayed. Yeah, we're there to, the we were there till like five, six a.m. a few times, yeah, which is just absolutely insane. Yeah, people work during their like holidays. Everyone works at the weekend apart from me, which makes me feel quite guilty. But also, I don't have any work to do at the weekend. And but... also, like that's a healthy work life balance. Yeah. yeah, but like today, I left at four thirty, and I have done my hours for the day. And I'm still like, should I be doing? Yeah, that? that's kind of unpleasant. And like, if I don't do overtime each week, I feel guilty for it. Oh, don't like that. So inform yourself. Be aware yeah. of the dangers of yeah. the profession. And to pick who you work for carefully. That's not me. This is what I mean about not naming my company because they'd mm. probably be like, are you sure you want to work for us? Here's your P45. <laughs> so I got my P60 last week and I really had to question oh, which I get one it was. All the time. And I was like, yeah. are you sending me my... Which one was it that Theresa May got? And then I had to work backwards. <laughs> That's not what I would have gone for. <laughs> That's how I worked out which one I was meant to receive and which one I didn't want to receive. Have you ever heard of Google? I was in the office. I was trying to <laughs> figure it out on my own, like an adult. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I don't want that to be on my search history for HR to find. <laughs> okay, nice. Thank you for your advice. I guess kind of a question that like is similar to that. I feel like it could it could warrant the same answer, so it's not a problem if not. Um, is Obviously, so we just asked, like, what advice would you give to someone who is, like, wanting to be an architect or, like, wanting to study it or something? But, like, on the flip side, like, is there anything you wish you'd known about either mm. your, like, time at university or, like, pursuing, like, a career as an architect? I think in terms of, like, picking degrees, I think the reputation of the uni mm. is something that I didn't realise I would have such an impact. Okay. Or like, people would have such opinions about it that it could kind of make or break which jobs you Ooh. get. So it's actually really important that like you go to a university that mm. has like a good reputation yeah. for architecture if you're getting a degree yeah. from that. And how interesting. How do you know what yeah. has a good reputation? 
Is it like because like all universities are going to be like, yeah, we're amazing, yes. come to us. That's what I found really hard about applying to uni because everyone they're open day. Everyone's like, yeah, we're great, and I'm like, sure, okay, I'll believe it, but <laughs> I, like I don't know how to distinguish yeah. it. I think with architecture, you can just look it up, like league tables and sort of yeah. general vibes. <laughs> yeah, and like how long the course has been running and like percentage of people who get a job afterwards right. and also like geographical location how many architecture practices are actually within the general mm. area and okay like stats yeah okay nice that's very interesting very interesting and very useful i would say um so right okay i like this question a lot do you think architecture is a creative subject um i think it depends what type of architecture you're doing okay i think if you're doing lots of small residential projects and you're, I don't know, like actually designing something, it can be very creative. If mm. you're doing very repetitive kind of... Like healthcare is a lot of, we need this space, we need it this size, this mm-hmm. is how it's always, this is the machinery. Like yeah, you The machinery really like... dictates the size yeah. of the spaces and how you work it and then how many people they need to get into it and future-proofing it. And I'd say that's almost a bit more linear yes yeah you can't really like there's no like, space for creativity yeah no room for flair <laughs> you can't reinvent the mri <laughs> i mean you could no. well you could, <laughs> you could try but it might not but be you could you know, like you can choose the cladding material that's, <laughs> <woo>! <laughs> <Yeah>. that's fancy <laughs> um, the other day there was some cladding materials to go on plymouth hospital that i thought were countertops um because oh. they're like white quartz what? that they're trying to convince planning to accept like on the side of buildings. Yeah, I would be scared that would white fall off quartz on the side someone. of buildings. I don't know if it's actual white quartz. I was just giving you an aesthetic. I mean, also they do make buildings from stone, but then I suppose it's not stuck onto the building. I'm sure yeah, if they stuck it on, they stuck it on well. slap it on. <laughs> Some of the ones in Truro, bath stone, oh, just on the facade, oh. but not actually built in it. I hope they Fun are. Fun fact: did that research last week. Stuck well. I mean, they've been there since the 1700s, so I think you're good. <laughs> that almost concerns me more, though. That's like a dormant volcano, you know, waiting to fall. You <laughs> The amount of confusion. You'd never be able to go into an old high street. You'd never be able to go into an old city if you're just worried the building is going to fall on you. And you fear yeah. and Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's Lemon Street that's covered in bath stone. The only reason is because 81 and 80 were a wedding gift to some guy. And his wife's uncle owned the mines just outside Bath, so he gifted them Bathstone, and then the rest of the street was built from Bathstone. So actually, it was a very good financial decision for him because he gifted them this stone for the facade. And then everyone was like, oh, I really like that, and they built the whole street from it. That's really cool. That's a fun fact. And that's why it's the best example of Georgian architecture outside of Bath. Wow, that's really cool. And also why Truro looks a lot like Bath. Interesting. I wouldn't have ever walked around Truro thinking it. Everyone who comes into the office goes, mm, it's a lot like Bath around here, maybe it's an architecture thing. Maybe I need to just look more. I don't go to Troy that often. And I normally, I'm just looking at the shops mm-hmm. rather than the architecture, so. Yeah. That's Fun on fact. Me. I'll have a look next time I'm around. So, if you'd say it is sometimes a creative subject and sometimes mm. less so, is it important to you that what you do is creative? Sometimes, but also I think I'm fairly creative outside of work. Mm. So sometimes it's actually quite nice to just be like, ah, let me just write these numbers. I think this is an existential crisis I have a lot of, like, I don't know how creative I want to be, like, Mm. all of the time. Because there's obviously, like, artist, like, jobs or, like, just trying Mm. to be an artist and that's, like, pure creativity. And then it's, like, the other end of the scale where it's more like, 
you know, project assistants and like admin sort of side of things. Mm. And like, that's actually quite nice and scratches a different itch. But like, yeah. there's definitely days where you want yeah. one or the other. It's a whole field to navigate. Yesterday, I was just amending floor plans. So there was a floor plan of a rugby club. They wanted it changed. So one of the directors had done like some hand sketches and then he was like, please draw this. I don't have time to do it. So oh, like, I draw, draw it digitally. Yeah. Yeah. Just like change the model. And I just listened to a nice podcast whilst mm. I was doing it. And it's actually, Beautiful. even just listening to a podcast, that way your brain doesn't feel as mm. mushy. Yeah. Yeah. It like occupies two different parts of your brain. You've got your visual yeah. and then your whatever the rest of your brain is. Visual and cerebral. Cognitive. Oh, these words. I feel like you are just throwing words yeah. out though. <laughs> I like them. I hope they're going to start throwing around photosynthesis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, well. Um, yeah. So... Would you say that you have a practice? Like, obviously, mm. Izzy and I... We have, we have our individual art practices. And I appreciate it's more difficult to, like, design and make buildings by yourself. Yeah. I think at uni I definitely had... I don't think in architecture you have a practice. I think you have more of a style. Mm. I think at uni nice. I definitely had a style, but I, you can't bring a style into ceiling heights. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I put my own flair on those ceilings. <laughs> But then, like, further down the line when you're maybe doing more designing? Yeah, I think it will come back in? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that would be cool. I think you can definitely see different people's styles in different buildings. I really like the idea of walking into a building one day and being like, this is a Sophia Heath, (laughs) I can just tell. (laughs) I think a lot of the time you have, like, quantity surveyors. It's a running joke within the architecture community. (laughs) So I don't know I'm chuckling so much (laughs) at that. (laughs) That quantity surveyors always, like budget everything out so you'll add all these nice things and then they'll be like you can't afford that (laughs) and then at the end you're left with a white cube (laughs) (laughs) i.e. an art gallery there's a lot of instagram memes about it Ah, very nice (laughs) niche part of instagram that's actually hilarious maybe we should share a few to the podcast instagram (laughs) yes please send some good ones over like zaha hadidant oh yeah a classic even i know that one (laughs) or kevin mcleod no context oh kevin that is a top yeah i follow that I, they don't. I feel like I've not seen their posts in a while. I don't see sort of selling Kevin McCann's coat. I made Izzy look at it on Sunday. <laughs> the look of resignation on Izzy's face. Then. We just we walked in to see something. We were looking around. Sophia was like, "This <laughs> is quite similar to what Kevin wears." Um, and then she'd go to another one. She'd be like, "Now this is even more similar to what Kevin wears." It's just layers. And then there was like a final one, and she was like, "This is the one that Kevin." <laughs> It's because I've done research on it. Oh my god. And there's no other coat. I haven't done... By research, I mean, I've looked at the coat and been like, saw that one in Seat Salt last week. That's the extent of my research. Okay. I haven't seen a coat that's any more similar to his than the one in Sea Salt. And they, it's the exact same one. So it's got to be... And Kevin only wears blue, and it's a very nice blue coat. And so okay. Okay. it's definitely Kevin's coat. We're really wrapping Sea Salt here. And Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> to be honest, I think Kevin's getting more of a wrap right now. For Christmas, I got Sophia a jigsaw of Kevin McLeod's face. I brought that on Saturday night. I had a games night. I was like, does anyone fancy a puzzle? <laughs> does that count as a game? What else would you call it? I guess it's a one-person game. You can do it with friends. Surely it's just a puzzle. You can do puzzles with friends. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, a puzzle and a game are two separate things, aren't they? Again, let me consult Google. Puzzle is a game. Problem or toy that tests a person's ingenuity or knowledge. Is a game problem or toy? That's not definitive. Anyway, I feel like we're getting off the point here. That's like an argument I've had recently. I'm sorry to completely derail this. I was like, we're getting away from the point. I think I know where this is going. Do you? 
What is it? Is this the um the shoe based yes, conundrum? It is. <laughs> is a, would you say a flip flop is a shoe? That was the right answer. What else would it be? So you're saying yes, but I want to know what else it could possibly well, like, be. I mean, that's part of the point. No, I mean, I'm making my side quite evident here, but I don't know what else it would be. Yeah. Thank you. You wouldn't be like, oh, I've got a flip-flop on, I now need to put a shoe on. Thank you. Yes, I agree. I agree completely with you. That is the correct answer. This is not an argument between me and Izzy, No, I, I also support We're all this. on the same side here. Okay. I'm not going to name and shame the person who is on the other oh, side. Adam. Okay. <coughs> <laughs> I'd guess. <laughs> and I put it to my family. And Have you done an Instagram poll? We will be doing that now. <laughs> Excellent. And... Um, my dad said, no, it's not a form of shoe. And then he immediately Googled it and Google says it's a form of casual shoe or something like that. And so we put in the group chat and he was like, well, look what Google says. And we were like, that literally says it's a type of shoe. And he was like, oh, yes. And then back down. So I think quite evidently it is a form of shoe. I just don't know what else it would uh, be. Anyone, what, what was his... Re- what What did he say it was? I don't know that he really... D- I mean, other words that were being thrown around were things like footwear... Like, it's a form of footwear, but not a form of shoe. Because then we get into the other categories of slippers and boots. Are boots and slippers also shoes? Boots are. Okay. Because boots, at one point, became another category. But then slippers... Every time you tell me things that he says, I just think, why? (laughs) (laughs) Few people in the world infuriate me as quickly. See, slippers I don't think are shoes. Yeah, see, this is actually how we got onto flip-flops from slippers in the first place. Oh, that's a natural trump. From one season to complete other season. I think slippers are their own category. However, I do, on occasion, don't judge me, I don't go far, I do wear my slippers as shoes sometimes (laughs) and I'll walk outside in them. I don't judge you. I think that's what makes them shoes, personally. But they're not. Would you say slippers are shoes? (laughs) No, don't back up this now. Come on, commit to a side. Pick your favourite friend. <laughs> Sorry, I'm joking. So am I choosing if slippers are a shoe or not? Yes. Yeah. The brain power this time. <laughs> I can feel it. Um, I was going to say you don't have to answer, but I really you think... You do have to answer. Goodness me. That was a TV show I watched recently oh. where they were like, oh, it, it was Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> and it's when she reveals that she's Hannah Montana. And do you remember Rico from Hannah Montana? I never watched Hannah Montana. Did you? A tiny bit. It's the tiny was guy like the went, small child, yeah. wasn't and it? And he was like, so if Miley was Hannah and Hannah was Miley and Miley was Hannah and Hannah was Miley, and she was this and this was this one, she, he's just sat there like repeating this over and over again. I feel like this is how I feel about the slipper shoe kind of thing. Is the slipper a shoe? Yes, yes or, or no? no? Come on. It's a yes or no question. Then we can move on to architecture. I can feel myself aging. <laughs> I'm going grey here. This requires so much of my brain. <laughs> I feel quite bad for making you do this. <laughs> I have not to think this much in years. <laughs> um, um, Any time now would be delightful. <laughs> it is just repeating in my head over and over. Do you need an image? Like, do you need me to pick up a slipper? No. I've got one on my foot. Is this a shoe? I actually can't. You've broken my brain. <laughs> Look at this object. I, am. I just can't think of it. Look anymore. at it. Is that a shoe? Um, oh my God. Do you know what a shoe is? Do you need a visual example of that as well? 
I would probably say yes. Yes! I would Wait, say... was that what side I was on? I forgot what side <laughs> you were on. But I wouldn't say it's an outdoor shoe. I'd say it's an indoor shoe. Which In other words, a slipper? Yeah. Is it its own category? Yeah, it's its own category of yeah. shoe. Of shoe? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's the best we're going to get from this. You wouldn't go to a slipper shop. You'd go to a shoe shop and buy a slipper. That's wouldn't. Yes, you would. You really wouldn't. Well, you wouldn't put slippers next to bras. You'd put them next to shoes. Slippers are in loungewear. You buy them with pyjamas and dressing gowns. You don't wear them just with pyjamas. My slippers have never once come from a shoe shop. Can I just just say... And I am the person here that has slippers, I'd like to point out. In that line of argument, I think you buy slippers in in a, like, loungewear department of, like, a shop that has, like... You know, like Debenhams or something. Mm. And it's like, there's also shoes in that shop. So, like, it's not like you've gone That's to That's the a... weakest argument you've <laughs> ever made. Like, you go to a shoe shop and you buy slippers. You go to a department store and you buy a slipper. That's yeah, not a shoe like, shop. because there's because there are shoes in that department I also store think as well, is what I'm if saying. If they're with the loungewear and not with the shoes, like a normal person, that's because that is a shoe for that outfit, not because it's... Not a shoe. It's a slipper. Like, you wouldn't... It's its own category. You wouldn't go, like, prom dress shopping, and there would be trainers, there'd be heels. That doesn't make that a separate category. So that's that's why the slippers are with the loungewears, because, again, you wouldn't put heels with loungewear, would you? It's a slipper, though. It's its own category. It's not a shoe. (laughs) Okay. It is not a shoe. Lovely. Well, now that's been settled. Just out of curiosity. Oh, no. Do either of you own slippers? Yes. I own multiple pairs of slippers. Do you own slippers? You don't own slippers. I have owned slippers. I just don't wear them very much. I I knew there was someone in my life that didn't own slippers. I haven't worn slippers in years because they infuriate me. This is what I had slippers and they annoyed me so much I got rid of them. I'd rather just wear warm socks. Yes. I legitimately. My life would be. So sad if I didn't have slippers. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do with my life. Mum bought me become... really nice, like, fake sheepskin boot slippers. I just really don't like wearing them. Yeah, they make my feet too hot and angry. Yeah. Why oh, are they so solid? Claustrophobic. Yeah. Anyways. Sorry, there's a clear divide on this table. I wish I could have warm feet. I'm currently wearing thermal tights, socks, fluffy socks, and sheepskin slippers, and my feet are still not particularly warm. Interesting. And I've got a blanket over my feet as well. Jesus Christ. I think that's. I think there's something wrong with your feet. I know. Anyways, <laughs> we back to our last question. Yes. Let's let's tie the episode up with some architecture. Yes. Can we in any way segue this into what we've just been talking about? Oh, I've got Ooh. it. Right. So slippers. Yes, you wear slippers in a house. <laughs> this is such a, this is a great segue. segue. My brain. So can't handle this. Today. And this isn't a very intense question, but just well, actually, just it might the be. segue enough is <laughs> is a lot. To handle. Right. You, you might wear slippers in a house. Architecture is about houses. If you could design any house, what would it be like? You know the eco arch. You know the house with a natural pool. Right, we're gonna have to context this. This is Grand Designs. Everyone just watch every single episode of Grand Designs, it's and you'll understand all of it. Not much to ask. Just a one episode of a podcast. <laughs> Do your homework. <laughs> yeah, your homework is to watch all episodes. There's- so there's. One episode with an eco arch. Made of terracotta brick. That's a parabola arch. Nice. Parabola. I had to write an essay about this and give a presentation about it at Union. I still have yet to actually pronounce it properly. (laughs) (laughs) So it has the arch and then all of the 
rooms and like cubes underneath it and you can see the inside of the arch from the inside of the building and yeah, also cool. from the outside all the plants grow over it and it's very fancy it was the first passive house in the uk and then there's also another passive house i think it's a passive house i'm pretty sure it's a passive house that was in a recent season of grand designs where they have a natural pool outside and it's also oh, yeah. very fancy and kevin dives in at the end mm. yeah we watched that one didn't we nope mm. <sighs> i'm sorry i've just completely <laughs> for somebody else in my life i mean i watched it with you i know but anyways i don't apologies. remember seeing kevin dive into a pool i remember doing a lot of shots with it i mean i've definitely watched it i'm I sure you watched it with jasmine a few weeks ago thank you i'm so sorry it's fine how I did just... you know that that was be real wow that's impressive you remember my own life better than I do. I just pay attention. Thank you. I feel like that was an insult somehow. <laughs> <laughs> what? Thank you. <laughs> thank you for insulting me. <laughs> I guess thank you for paying attention to me. I don't know what you're asking me. <laughs> I don't know. I do you said know. it. <laughs> I know. Oh, dear God. Anyways. So yeah, I just mashed those two together. Nice. That sounds good. Yeah, because... Izzy said you were talking about marine architecture the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we had a good, old, a good old conversation about that. Yeah. What is that? What did we Google it as? Okay. You looked at me like I was stupid then. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> well, it's because we, we it drove was a, to Pendennis yeah. Point and we, like, passed the big boat moving. And then we were thinking about boats. Watches. Big boat moving. And then we were talking about submarines. And then we were just talking about, like, boats in some reason in general. And then Sophia went on oh. a fun weird tangent where she was like, I want... I want to marry a navy man so I can get on the boats. And I was like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think being a navy wife means you can just get onto any boat you want to. Oh, I mean, um, I'm sure it does. I feel like it probably does. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and then she was like, I want to be, I want to go in a submarine. And then she was like, oh, maybe I'll just marry someone who like works on a submarine. And I was like, again, I don't think your marriage to someone means you can just get on a submarine. Um, Interesting. I have nuclear warheads, but I'm sure that's fine. Pulling <laughs> out the general public. <laughs> Didn't you say you used to want to be a submarine engineer? Yeah. Well, yeah, because this is kind of how I think roughly how we started talking about marine architecture, which I think, if I remember correctly, is, is just like architecture for... On and offshore buildings. Yeah, like... As in boats or like the build, like oil rigs and buildings. Oh. I think it's all of it. Oh. I think it's just any architecture that's like related to sea fairing things. Get wet. Yeah. yeah, but then I remembered I'm really scared of the sea. Ah, yes. <laughs> so, Gotta do it. <laughs> that's why I don't want to be on the boats. I just want to look around them. Fair you get paid them. more if you're a marine architect. Yeah, that was. Is that danger money? Pay. Well, you're not leaving. The, you're sat in an office. <laughs> you're not gonna like throw you out to the ocean on a well, raft then... and be like construct that thing around you right now <laughs> but then what's the fear you know like if you're just in an office then surely that's right. still a career path open to you if you don't actually need to go near the sea although to be fair if i was ever hiring a marine architect and i was hiring a marine architect that hadn't like <laughs> gone on a boat or an oil rig and was being employed like an oil rig, if you've never even seen an oil rig in real life, and you were like, yeah, I could build that, I'd be maybe looking at other marine architects. Yeah, I do see a point. I mean, I'm still thinking I could build a house, though. Maybe not an oil yeah, rig. You've seen a house. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, you have seen a house. I'm actually blind. I've never seen <laughs> We're actually recording this in a field. We've never met you in a building, ever. <laughs> we just go outside and whistle, and you just appear from somewhere. <laughs> I hate this description of me. Um... Right. Should we maybe wrap that up? Yeah, well, I feel like that was yeah, lovely. I feel like before this gets more insulting. <laughs> I think we've all insulted everyone here today. 
Maybe Izzy not so much, but just by the medium of slippers, we've insulted you. I don't feel like I have because you are just wrong, so it's fine. <laughs> well, I said you had bad feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> An equal amount of insulting going around then. Yeah. <laughs> I've sorry, I've Type of indoor shoe. It's a slipper, it's its own thing. Okay. You're just not going to win on this. I mean, I'd say two against one in the democracy means we have already won. This is not a democracy, it's a dictatorship and I'm in charge. You wish. Okay, should we just... Well, let's, let's <laughs> just call this a day here before Sophia gets hold of some nuclear um, weapons and... Before Sophia marries someone who owns a submarine and then comes for us. And there is a shoe-based war. <laughs> he doesn't have to own the submarine. He just has to get me onto the submarine. That's all I ask. He doesn't have to own it. Yeah. He could just be like a lowly submarine worker, as long as he can get me on there. You could it's also right. just befriend someone on a submarine. Don't yeah, wedge like, them. Or, you know. I feel like a marriage has more, like, chance of getting... You could be like, can my wife come on a boat? Is less weird than, oh, can my friend from down yeah. the road come, come <laughs> Can on this submarine? random stranger I've just bumped into come yeah. on the submarine? She just really wants to. She's been waiting outside the doors for years. <laughs> she just connected with me on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear which is why I need to marry them yes okay fair enough anyone out there listening who has connections <laughs> LinkedIn or other let me know as long as it's submarine based yeah. <laughs> oh. well let's tie that up there then yes on that note I think that is the end of this episode thank you very much for coming on it's been wonderful <laughs> we've learned a lot in many regards excellent thank you Indeed. you'll hear from us in how often do we release now? Three, three weeks. weeks. You'll hear from us in three weeks' time. Goodbye. So long. <laughs>